This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Thanksgiving week. November the 22nd, 2022. Now we got a blue sky today. It's going to get up into the 50s today. That's a big difference from going to a high of 29 to out of the low 50s. A little Indian summer coming our way. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to our podcast. Let's start off with headlines, your top five for this Tuesday. Let's start off with headline number five. Squad member Ilhan Omar upset leader McCarthy is removing her from committees for anti-Semitic comments. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's pledge to block Democratic representatives Eric Swalwell, Adam Schiff, and squad member Ihan Omar from committees next Congress drew a strong response from the lawmakers. Omar, a Minnesota Democrat who has been accused of making anti-Semitic statements, claimed that McCarthy's pledge was just another example of her being targeted by Republicans. Quote, from the moment I was elected, the Republican Party has made it their mission to use fear, xenophobia, Islamophobia, and racism to target me on the House floor and through millions of dollars of campaign ads, end quote, said Omar. Kevin McCarthy, last year I promised that when I became Speaker, I would remove Representative Ilhan Omar from the House Foreign Affairs Committee based on her repeated anti-Semitic and anti-American remarks. I'm keeping that promise. Well, it's um, it's good to see that uh, Kevin McCarthy is keeping his promise because this uh, lady needs to be off these committees. She's made many anti-Semitic remarks. And it's typical uh, far leftist radicals to point out all the atrocities, blaming racism and xenophobia. This is very typical of the left. And uh, this young lady needs to be removed from her positions, along with Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell, especially because of his relationships with the Chinese spy that he was compromised with. So it's a a very good idea to remove them from any high-profile positions that allow for them to have sensitive information that could be used against our country, could be used in a compromising way. And so... I have no problems here, and I think probably most Americans don't have a problem with that either, unless you're on the far left of the spectrum. All right, headline number four. Adam Schiff rails against Elon Musk for reinstating Donald Trump's Twitter account. From the town hall, former President Donald Trump was once again the subject of this week's Sunday shows, not only because of his announcement from Tuesday night that he is once more running for president, but because Elon Musk on Saturday night made the decision to reinstate his Twitter account. Few were more hysterical than Representative Adam Schiff, Democrat from California, who serves on the January 6th Select Committee and was named the lead impeachment manager in Trump's first impeachment. From this week, 
It is a terrible mistake for Twitter's Elon Musk to reinstate former President Trump's account. January 6th committee member Representative Adam Schiff tells John Carl the president used that platform to incite that attack on the Capitol. All right, a couple things. So Adam Schiff, the far left, they don't believe really in free speech because if they did, then they would not censor things that they don't that they don't agree with. The idea of free speech is that everybody gets to have their voice, even the people like Donald Trump, who you may not have favor with, maybe someone that you disagree with, but still free speech allows for us to voice our opinions. 84 million people voted for him. Their, their voices need to be heard as well. And whatever Donald Trump says should be allowed in a open society. As far as shift goes and his January 6th committee, that was just a big uh, sham show anyway, a clown show. It was set up just as a political opposition campaign for the midterms. Nancy Pelosi rejected the individuals that should have been on that committee. It was a very biased committee. And the fact that Adam Schiff, who for the past four years made many, many claims and always came up short, claiming he had inside information on Russia and and with all the Mueller investigations, came up with a big zip zero, nada. And so this guy has nothing to uh, complain about because his credibility is in the tank, has zero credibility. And free speech is what it is. Everybody gets their voice in a free society. End of story. All right, headline number three. Texas sends military vehicles to the border. Washington Examiner, fresh off declaring an invasion at the Texas-Mexico border, Republican Governor Greg Abbott's administration has directed the state's military to send tanks to 10 spots on the international boundary. The Texas National Guard will deploy 10 M113 armored personnel carriers, or tanks, to the southern border in the coming days. The state will also boost aircraft flights over certain regions. Greg Abbott, Texas Military Department service members work side-by-side with the Texas Department of Public Safety and other law enforcement to stop illegal activities from crossing the Texas-Mexico border. Thank you for keeping our state safe. All right, well, this is a, this is a very good idea. If you know anything about what's going on in the southern border, mainstream media is not covering it, but there's a lot of documentary uh, movies out there, documentaries and documentation of what's going on on the southern border. And there's some very disturbing information coming out also, you'll see in the news pretty soon, about uh, how the U.S. government is involved in the illegal immigration scam, bringing these people in under the radar, under something uh, other than what is considered proper for immigration. It'll be coming out soon, but uh, it's a good thing that the, the, the governor down there is taking some action because the federal government is doing absolutely nothing. And we have a, a, a serious tragedy going on there with human trafficking, fentanyl coming over, killing 100,000 of our young people every year. China's behind that, the CCP, bringing in drugs. You have sex trafficking, rape debt and servitude, all kinds of things going on down there in the southern border. And the fact that the states have to take the action to put a stop to it just shows you that the Biden administration is a complete failure when it comes to our national security and our borders. They're more concerned about sending money to Ukraine and those uh, crooks over there that are using that money for padding their pockets than we are of protecting our own southern border. 
So kudos to uh, Governor Abbott, and I hope that they can at least make some attempt to protect our southern boundary line between Mexico and the U.S. All right, headline number two. CBS News finally acknowledges Hunter Biden's laptop is real two years later. From the Daily Wire, on November the 21st, CBS News finally aired a segment confirming that it independently verified the contents of the president's son's computer, which he left behind at a Delaware repair shop. This news came nearly two and a half years after the laptop first popped up during the 2020 election cycle. Clay Travis, two years after anyone with a functional brain realized the Hunter Biden laptop was 100% real. At CBS News has finally gotten around to reporting the Hunter Biden laptop is 100% real. Editor of National Pulse, Rahim Kassam, surprise, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, two years after many of us broke much news and independently authenticated Hunter Biden's laptop, CBS News says, yep, it's real and it's bad. Reporter Anders Hagstrom, this exchange between Trump and Leslie Stahl is insane. She repeatedly insists the Biden laptop's can't be verified, so reporters shouldn't talk about it. Trump asked her why it can't be verified. Her answer, because it can't be verified. All right, well, this is a prime example of the media bias, fake news. If you don't believe it's true, it is. The fact that they hid the ball during the 2020 election shows you that the mainstream media is just an arm of the Democratic Party. Unfortunately, the damage has already been done because he's already president for the last two years. He's destroyed our economy. And who knows what else is going on with the CCP. They are our biggest adversary. It's not Russia. It is China. And it's all going to come out. Now the mainstream media is revealing that it is true after we've been talking about it for the past two years. And we'll see exactly where the chips fall because the truth must be revealed. It has to come out in order that we can move forward. All right, headline number one. Marriage is on the line, and Republicans must defend it. From the Daily Signal, Republicans who voted for the Respect for Marriage Act on Wednesday still have time to reverse course and take a stand against the radical legislation. Many of these lawmakers claim that the much-discussed legislation protects religious liberty. But opponents of the bill warn that it puts a giant target on people of faith. The legislation repeals the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, obliges those acting under color of state law to recognize same-sex marriages, and orders the federal government to recognize marriages that are deemed valid by one or more states. Fox News, but the bill offers no such protections. It is not a compromise, not even a bad compromise enshrines a false definition of marriage in our law and then tells people they can have their day in court if and when they get sued. That's not public policy for the common good. Republican senators must hold strong and defend what is true and good. Marriage is a natural and supernatural institution before it is a political institution. All right, so this is a really, really big issue here, the fact that we're redefining marriage between a man and a woman and making it uh, so far, radical left. I mean, there are so many examples of this. There's uh, like, I don't know, 56 different genders now from the far left side, the transgender movement. 
and the fact that uh, LGBTQI, they keep adding letters and numbers to this extreme idea of blending males with males and women with women and who knows what else, combinations of this immorality. There is only one man, one woman created by God. Anybody with any common sense, if you look around in the world, you'll see that there are pairs. Even in the animal kingdom, there's male and female. In the plant kingdom, there's even males and females. The stamen and the pistol. Even all the way down to the micro levels, the atoms and the protons and the electrons circulating around each other. Everything is in dual relationship in the universe. It's a very, very small segment that is outside that norm. And the fact that they're trying to change this law to validate this, this unprincipled action really needs to be pushed back by people of conscience and people of moral values. So I'm calling on everybody on the Affirm America podcast to call their representatives, voice your opinion, tell them to say no on this new version, and that we stand for one man and one woman. End of story. That's what we believe. And let the chips fall where they may, because it's the right thing to do. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, November the 22nd. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. We'll have one more podcast tomorrow before we get into the Thanksgiving weekend. Have a great rest of your day. God bless you, and we will see you tomorrow. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it. 